Welcome to day 21. You've made it. You know, without a doubt, the number one thing I've spent much of my time doing as a pastor is helping people work through conflict. It is the number one killer of all relationships. Conflict is everywhere at work, with your spouse, with your kids, in your community. Why? Because we live in a broken world. There's conflict everywhere. There's conflict in every area, in every segment of our society. One of the most important skills you and I have to learn, specifically as a Christian, is how to overcome offense and resolve conflict in a God-honoring biblical way. An offense is defined as a violation of what we consider to be right. The word offense comes from the Greek word scandalon, which means bait or trap. In the Bible, the word, this word was often used in the Old Testament when people were trapping an animal. They would make a pit and cover it up with branches and then put a piece of meat to lure in the animal into the trap. Offense is a lot like that. It's a trap. It lures us in, it beckons us in, and it continues us through the trap of unforgiveness. It causes us to build gates around our hearts. And when we do that, we're not only keeping others out, we're also distancing our hearts from God too. We will all face offense at some point in our Christian life, but we have to choose whether or not we'll take the bait. Or will we learn how to guard our heart and reserve conflict in a biblical way? Today, we're going to talk about some biblical steps to resolving conflict in a godly way. Romans chapter 12, verses 17 through 18, the apostle Paul writes to the Romans and says, Do not repay evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. What is God saying here in scripture? He's saying you don't want conflict. You don't want arguments, but it does happen. Why does God want us to live at peace with everyone? Because unresolved conflict has three devastating consequences in your life if you're taking notes. First, unresolved conflict hinders our relationship with God. 1 John 4, verse 20 says, Whoever claims to love God yet hates a brother or sister is a liar. For whoever does not love their brother and sister whom they have seen cannot love God whom they have not seen. The truth is clinging to offense and refusing to resolve conflict is like drinking poison and hoping it harms the other person. Second, it hinders our prayers. We all need to hear from God, specifically and especially in different seasons of our life. But when we close ourselves off to others, we also close ourselves off from hearing God. Matthew chapter 5, verses 23 through 24, Jesus writes and he says here, Therefore, if you are offering your gift at the altar and there remember that your brother or sister has something against you, leave your gift there in front of the altar. In other words, stop. First, go and be reconciled to them. Then come and offer your gift. Thirdly, unresolved conflict hinders our happiness. You simply can't be happy and in conflict at the same time. They're mutually exclusive. So now that we know how unresolved offense and conflict hurts us, let's talk about some biblical ways, practical ways, we can make sure that we resolve conflict in a healthy manner. First, the first thing we've got to do is we must go first. We have to take initiative in resolving conflict. Disciples, Christians, believers who love God, we always go first even when it's not easy. Conflict doesn't go away on its own. Just when you think you've dodged it, it sneaks back in and it hurts your relationships. Think about it like a wound. They don't heal on their own. In fact, if we don't take care of them, those wounds that started out small, they become big infections and hurt us. The second way to resolve conflict is by owning our part. Even if that part is very small compared to the other person's, this is called humility. Jesus talks about this in the Sermon on the 
the Mount in Matthew 7 when he says, why do you notice the little piece of dust in your friend's eye, but you don't notice the big piece of wood in your own eye? First take the log out of your own eye, then you will see clearly to take the splinter out of your friend's eye. If you're having a hard time seeing your part, step back and ask yourself three questions. First, am I being unrealistic? Second, am I being ungrateful in this relationship? And third, am I being overly sensitive or insensitive? Chances are you could say yes to at least one of these three questions. The third way to resolve conflict, and this is so important, is to give grace often. Romans chapter 12, verse 19 through 21 says, Do not take revenge, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath. For it is written, It is mine to avenge, and I will repay, says the Lord. On the contrary, do not overcome evil by evil, but overcome evil with good. It's amazing how much grace we can receive and how little we can give. When someone is expecting you to give them harshness, what if instead you offer them kindness? And the last way to resolve conflict is to receive grace often. Once you do this, you know how true this is. Every time I remember what Jesus has done for me, I know I have the capacity to do it for others to whom much has been forgiven we can forgive much. It's always more rewarding to resolve the conflict than it is to dissolve the relationship. When we get over ourselves and learn how to overcome offense and resolve conflict by focusing on God and others, it's a game changer in our relationships, especially in spiritual family. Well, as you wrap up day 21, get somewhere quiet. Let's pray this together and believe it. Allow the Holy Spirit to speak to us. Repeat this prayer after me. God, thank you for showing me how to handle offense. Help me to guard my heart and to not take the bait of being offended. Help me when I do become offended to take the steps to resolve it according to your word. Thank you for showing me how to give grace and also how to receive it. In Jesus' name, amen.